This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 57. Uh, excuse me, how much do you say it costs? Of the in-between podcast where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Today, we are going to be talking about the five most unexpected costs of parenting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the stat is now about how much it costs to raise one child? Isn't it like $300,000? Uh, 18? Till 18, yes, almost. About like, I think, 225. Wow. <laughs> yes. And so, obviously, we know probably more than half of that is what? like saving up for college education. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's up till 18. Oh my goodness. So does it even include that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, a lot of that. And then I would think what a big, another big expense you would think would probably be like buying a car for your child if yeah. you want to. And then diapers, cause diapers you go through <laughs> like a bajillion. So those are probably expected costs that you would think. Yeah. But unexpected? Mm. What you going to throw out there? Yeah. Going to be a good episode. So let's get straight into it and start with number one, which is babysitting. Mm -hmm. Well, babysitting doesn't have to be an unexpected cost if you don't do it. Yes. But we highly, <laughs> yes, highly, we highly recommend yes. that you get babysitting because what does babysitting usually account for? Date night. Date night. Yeah. So yes, definitely invest into your marriage by date nights. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in a perfect world, we would live close to our parents. Everyone would live close to our parents or family and that your family would offer to babysit for you three times a week because they're just dying to see your kids. <laughs> right. In a perfect yes, world. In a perfect world. Well, we obviously don't live near our parents, but we know many friends who do live by their parents and you quickly realize, oh, my parents may not be knocking on my door to babysit my kids because in reality they have their own lives. Right. Yeah, for us, it's a little bit skewed because we've never lived in the same city as each of our parents. So when we do get together with them, it's like we are with them all the time, right? We are either on vacation up there or they're on vacation down here. It's that I think that insight from your friends saying that, hey, even if you did live in the same city as them, it's not like they would be babysitting you multiple times a week anyway. Exactly. So that's why we say invest in babysitting. And I'll tell you, Daniel, I don't know if you ever got paid to babysit. No. Nope. But when I first started, I was, I think, 13 or 14, and I made $3 an hour. Wow. Yes. In college, I was babysitting, and I made $5 an hour. Oh, yeah. I did babysit once with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. You were trying to speak Spanish to the Spanish-speaking yeah. kid. <laughs> and he was like... I did a really good Spanish accent. No. Well, so I you thought... You were trying to read, like, I don't know, some sort of Spanish book, and the kid was like, I have no idea what I you're I did saying. it with a lot of heart. I did it with a lot of bravado. Yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to do that. <laughs> but nowadays, I even took a quick poll on my Facebook, and people are paying anywhere from 10 to $20 an hour, and that is dependent on how many kids they have. Mm, you're right. I mean, even when we go out 
And when we pay our babysitter and, and we're going out to watch a movie or go out for dinner or go out to a concert or, or whatever that date looks like, it's usually all of that cost mm-hmm. plus another 30 to $50 usually. Oh, no. I'm talking about like you think about it. In the end, you could be paying up to like let's say you're gone for four hours paying $20, like 80 bucks, like almost $100 (laughs) in babysitting. And you want to go out, right? Sometimes it's nice to do a little bit more than dinner in a movie. Mm -hmm. So as we're discussing all these unexpected costs, we also want to be talking about ways to maybe combat this or ways that we can go around it. Yes. So the first idea to save is trade babysitting right so we've done this quite a number of times with other couples in our life group at our church and Mm -hmm. and what we would do is hey you know we'll babysit your kids you babysit our kids and you kind of trade off one for one and you do that with a couple couples here and there I mean I don't think you can do it every week uh, because that means that's two nights out because you're babysitting for them and they're babysitting for you but I think occasionally it does help because then you're not spending 50 to 80 bucks on a babysitter yes and also I think it's something to be able to be flexible about Mm -hmm. so maybe you can't do a date night but what if you did like a date afternoon yes and and we have done that I mean you've driven out to where I work and downtown Nashville and we've gone out for lunch together right because I have my lunch break anyway and it was you know maybe I'll take an extra hour and Mm -hmm. put extra hour into work later on in the day or whatnot but that that way we can have a little fun time during the day right while the kids are in school yeah so another option would be to check your local YMCA yes so ours does an actual parents night out every other week and it's for four hours and it's a reasonable rate and they provide dinner for the kids yeah even better especially when it's (laughs) chick-fil-a yeah exactly the kids never complain about that right (laughs) uh churches around us as well churches around you i mean our son's preschool and and the local mops group also offer parents nights out as well so be sure to check your community calendar reach out to other churches around the neighborhood around your neighborhood because it's it's affordable and it can be a really fun time for your kids especially if it's in your neighborhood they're likely going to know other kids that are going to be there. Yeah, and use social media. Just kind of even tweet out or Facebook and ask people around you like, what do y'all do for babysitting and see what is out there? So at the beginning of the podcast, we had said, you know, babysitting doesn't have to be an unexpected cost if you don't go out on dates. (laughs) Yeah, so do go out on dates. But we would also encourage you to find a time to go away, do a night out. Uh, not even a night out, a night away, I mean, a yeah, night away like 24 or 24 hours, day, 48 hours. Yeah, or like a that. couple of days away just with your spouse and to enjoy one another. This past year, we've had the privilege to do that a few times. Mm-hmm. We spoke at a conference on marriage and parenting, which was a blast. Yes, it was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, we did that in Orlando and, and we did a few other fun things while we were there and, and we flew my parents down for that and uh so so when you can especially when it's multiple days i don't know about you guys but we feel a lot more comfortable when it's family sleeping over at our house and doing the everyday rhythm and all that but we are trying something later on this month where we're having a friend a an old friend yes who is gonna watch the kids for a 24-hour period while we go to washington dc yeah it'll be a really good quick but fun getaway Mm mm-hmm So the second unexpected cost of parenting is actually birthday parties. Yes. And I remember (laughs) 
<laughs> well, thanks to Pinterest and social media, I feel like a lot of birthdays are kind of going bigger and bigger and bigger and better and better and better. And the kids are expecting more and more and more. I remember on our daughter's third birthday, it was the first time we were going to throw a party and I Pinterest did every single thing. Like I wanted to make like the huge balloon swag. I, it was a rainbow party. And so we did like everything rainbow. I made like a seven layer tiered cake and all of this. And it was like, I remember my mom was helping me through all of this. And uh, she was like, Christina, I can't believe that this is how birthday parties are supposed to be now. She's like, what happened to like blowing up a couple balloons yeah. and playing like pin the tail on the donkey and that's that. Like, why does everything have to have a theme now? Mm. And I was like, mom, that's just the way it has to be. <laughs> so what did that end up costing us? Well, I would think probably about, we had like a musician come and everything, probably around $250, $300. Yeah. And nowadays, even if you don't have it in your home, these places, like I know one gymnastics place around us is $400 for 20 kids. Yeah. So if you want more kids, you have to pay $10 extra per child. So it, you know, when you come with food and then buying gifts and all of the extra stuff that comes onto it, you could be spending $400, $500 per child her birthday. <laughs> yeah. So it goes different ways, right? I mean, you could either spend a little bit more money and have it done for you. Like when Adeline's birthday recently, we did it at a spa. She wanted to do like a little kid's spa and we didn't have to do anything. I mean, they had the food, they did the cupcakes, everything is an yeah, entire experience. Goodie bag, everything. Yes. Uh, versus other times when we've had home parties, it it's a little bit cheaper, but it's a lot more work to do. Oh, and so messy. Yeah. So what are some ways that we can save? Well, I like the idea of, and this is sort of something that we've adopted, is to have maybe an only family party. Mm -hmm. Like every year, maybe do that. However, with the big milestone ages, so example, maybe 5, 10, 16, is to throw a bigger party that way. Yeah, that's right. Another way to do it is to actually combine all your kids' birthday parties together now that doesn't mean you don't celebrate their birthdays on the day right. we actually do a birthday week for each of our kids do, and yeah. uh, just do little fun things here and there hey we're gonna do a family movie night you get to choose the movie you're or we're gonna i'll pick them up from school as a surprise and be like hey we're going out for ice cream yes so just small little things just so that they feel special we'll still do the cake regardless of the birthday party or when that is but think about you know if each kid cost 200 to 300 dollars per birthday party mm -hmm. i mean we have three so we actually took them out to disneyland a couple of years ago yep. for all of their birthday parties that year and the way you're probably like hey but that costs way more money well i had points for the hotel and flights and all that stuff so it really was food and the disney tickets and and we even got a great deal on the disney tickets as well mm -hmm. so it was a it was it was a way for us to say hey you can either have these birthday parties or you can Let's do it join all together. It together. Yes. yes. And we've actually hosted joint birthday parties mm -hmm. where a lot of our friends are the same in all our kids' circles. And so we just said, hey, let's rent out this jumpy house place pay that money but we're going to invite all our friends and have it all at once <laughs> yeah and that was a great way to save money too that's right so we're talking about birthday parties like the the cost of our children's birthday parties but christina you actually do a really smart thing because as a parent not only do you have to prepare and put on a party for your kids 
but your kids, our kids actually have other parties to go to. Oh, so many. And the birthday presents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. birthday presents, it really racks up the bills. So what's, what's the thing that you do to save some money? Well, I know for at least shopping at Target, they are constantly having toys on clearance, especially after major holidays like Christmas or Black Friday or different things like that. And so I'll always go down their clearance aisle and I will buy a few clearance toys here and there and I'll put them in our closet. Our kids always know that this is the present closet. (laughs) And when they have a birthday party to go to, they go into the closet and they pick some toy that their friends will like. Yeah, and these aren't junk toys. No, not at all. These are perfect condition, unopened toys. It's just for some reason maybe they had overstock or you know, there's just for some one reason or another they're in clearance. So I know our kids sometimes like just going into that closet just and looking to see at all the presents. There and be yeah. like, oh, this is Can so I have cool. this one? Can yeah, I have this one? For sure. So no. it has literally saved us hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Because I know sometimes when I haven't been on top of stocking our present closet, I'll go out and be like, 25 bucks? Man, yeah. <laughs> if I had time to shop, this would cost me 10. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, yeah, completely. So the third most unexpected cost of parenting is braces. Oh, (laughs) this one hurts so much because all our kiddos will need braces at some point. Yeah, yeah. I have bad teeth. I have bad teeth too. At least yours got fixed. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, my parents shelled out the money to do it. Yeah. So, it probably costs about five to 10 grand now per mm. child, I would think, for braces. Man, I hope there's like zero interest payment plans or something like that. But there are actually. Are there a- are yeah. Zero interest, really? Yes. Oh, yes. You'll have to work few. with your orthodontist. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it depends on which orthodontist, but there is definitely payment plans. So that is a way to, I don't necessarily if you're saving money, but at least to not have to fork out five grand yes, <laughs> right up front. Completely. Now, when our children started getting their adult teeth, I mean, we realized that we were going to have to start saving some serious cash. Right, because their teeth are just, I mean, they must have just inherited it from us. Mm, They definitely did. So this may be a little bit different for our non-American listeners, but for those who have to choose their insurance benefits every year, we were trying to decide, is this the year now to invest into not just our dental, but our orthodontic insurance as well? And we were kind of deciding, hmm, should we? And so we actually have a good friend who her father-in-law is an orthodontist. So we just 
quickly asked him if he could do us a favor and look at their teeth to see because we didn't really want to invest the money into it if we didn't need to right away. That would have been, what, maybe a grand that we had to put into. Yeah, especially because it's not adult teeth yet. Yeah, exactly. They still have some baby teeth. And so he looked at it and he said, y'all can probably wait for another two, three years before you start to work on that and get braces. And so I felt so thankful. Like, what if we had invested into it year after year thinking, well, this is a year we had been throwing away thousands of dollars. Yeah, completely in the insurance. So even if you don't have a friend who's an orthodontist or know someone who is, oftentimes a lot of orthodontists will give you a free consult or you can book a free consult uh, before you need to make decisions Mm -hmm. about insurance and, and all the details around that. And it's always wise to get at least a couple opinions since you don't really know what their primary motive is. Especially yeah, when you're going to orthodontists. Yeah. I know. And because I don't our, mean yeah. it to sound like we're skeptical. No, no, no. But I mean, but the way that our orth, our dentist put it right. when they were cleaning our kids' teeth was like, oh, no, you should really do this. They are going to really need this. Here's It's this children's whatever it is, and they can just put it in for a couple hours a day, and it'll help them a ton. And then I asked my brother-in-law, who's a dentist, and I was like, will this help? And he's like, putting something in your mouth for a couple hours a day will not do anything right and we're like oh man <laughs> but the way he we, pitched it yeah it's like oh no you really need to do this it's yeah, a business right it it's basically he wanted to sell us a retainer yeah to help out and we didn't end up needing it mm-hmm. so i'm thankful that we did get a second opinion and been like hey do we really need this so yeah if completely. you don't know about it get a second opinion yeah <laughs> all right number four is food oh <gasps> why is healthy food so expensive must be some conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even talking about like, we don't buy organic everything. Yeah. Right. So there's times I remember even up in Canada, I think there was like a cauliflower shortage or something. That's Do you remember? Right. It was like eight, How much was it? $8 Man. for a head of cauliflower. That's crazy. Like ridiculous. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> and then you think like you can go to Walmart or Target and buy jeans for $10. Yeah. Or you can buy... A few bags of chips with dip and a pack of soda and be as full, even more full through that than via cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to be good no, for no, your no, body, it's not. but it's not. at least your belly's not rumbling, yes. right? And so I feel like that's sort of one of those costs where you're like, man, if I want to feed my children good food that's not going to inflate their insulin levels yeah, and, exactly. you know, uh, make them be jumping on the couches all the time. It's crazy expensive. Yeah, I mean, even in the last nine years with our kids, right, almost 10 years, every month, every year, our food bill just keeps on going up and up and up. And and I know certain months we'll look at it and we're like, man, why are we overspending in groceries? Mm-hmm. Well, because our kids are eating a ton. Right, especially with, remember when they were in swim team? Like we yeah, could oh, not that's keep right. enough food in the house. They were that's like right. gobbling everything. So I remember when we just had Victoria... I think our grocery budget was $300 a month, a month. Yeah. Yes. And now it's like more than triple. So if you two are kind of feeling the same way, I mean, mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, why is it so expensive? It's because the cost of food has actually really risen. So between 2000 and 2010, the cost of feeding a child to the age of 17 rose by $12,000. So it actually costs about $36,000. That is crazy. To feed a child <laughs> from zero to 17. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> that's one so, child. Yes, I know. That's one child. So what are some ways to save money, Christina? Fast. <laughs> yes. For spiritual reasons, <laughs> occasionally, I think that works. <laughs> But I don't I'm really know about that <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> on a regular joking. basis. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, everybody needs to eat, especially the kids. Yes. I I would think meal planning. Yeah. So if, you know, cauliflower is $8 a head and you need six heads of cauliflower <laughs> to feed your child to make cauliflower rice, maybe make rice out of something else. Yes, that's right. Don't eat cauliflower that week. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, and I think a lot of us waste a lot of food You're right. that we don't necessarily finish all of the extra stuff that we have. So be mindful of that as well. Yeah. We've talked about meal planning before on the podcast and other ways, even the whole sheet pan suppers. I, it took me a while. Yeah, you did it. For our early listeners, I used to call them sheep pen suppers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of ways that you can save money. Even if you have, let's say, vegetables that are that are getting a little soft. I mean, they're not rotten yet, but you don't want to eat them just by dipping them in ranch. I mean, you can cut them up and put it in a smoothie or you can bake them. You can do a sheet pan supper. Right. I mean, there are a lot of ways that you can use the food without throwing it all away. Right. So we'll link those episodes. It'll be episode five, Money Saving Hacks, and episode 48, The Year of More Money in Your Pocket. Uh, and we talk in detail about ways to save money on grocery shopping. So you can find those links and more on inbetween.org slash episode 57. Mm-hmm. Now, the last unexpected cost of parenting is time. Ooh, dun, we threw dun, that dun. in. <laughs> <laughs> so... What are we talking about, Christina? Well, of course, children are worth it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think nowadays, especially, parenting is so time consuming. There's a lot of pressure for our kids to be involved in all the extracurriculars and to give them the best opportunities or like a leg up. Or I don't know about y'all, but I remember when I was a younger parent, I had this fear that I needed to really discover what my child is good at mm. so that they would have the opportunity to experience excel in that so for example if they were supposed to be destined to be a great soccer player (laughs) that they would know at three years old and that we would have all that time versus like they didn't try soccer until they were 12 then it's like oh my goodness that's a lot of pressure i'm like nine years late (laughs) people started when they were three (laughs) and that's a lot of pressure though yeah yeah it is and i think a lot of that is maybe put on myself or maybe mom guilt that way but if you approach life like that then you kind of want to throw your kids in all of this stuff so they won't quote unquote be left behind but i think the danger of that is if we get caught up in all especially if fear is the stuff that's driving us to get our kids involved in things then we are going to lose focus of why god has even given us these children like we are a family unit we aren't separate entities that drive our children back and forth to soccer practice, to dance, to piano, etc. I think we can't neglect the importance of what the home unit does for our children. Yeah, because if we're not careful, we're actually going to be teaching our kids how to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. and to compartmentalize school from sports, from home, from this and from that. And I know these days compartmentalizing is all the rage and you're like, oh, no, it's it's a great skill to have. But actually, emotionally, it's not a very good thing. No, it's not healthy. No, not not at all. I mean, even on a recent episode of This Is Us, I mean, the mom was like just Whatever you're going to say, if it's not about this, shut it down, stow it away. 
I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's not important. Yeah. And it's one thing to say that while you're just driving along the way or it's just a passing comment. But when everyone's in the hospital room yeah. and it's a moment that everyone is going to remember. I mean, that is going to be imprinted deep into oh, their yeah, psyche. Yeah, for sure. So in light of that, when it comes to time, think about the ways that you are spending your time with your kids and, and ways that you can be spending it together, right? Rather than saying, okay, well, I need to get this done by myself. You need to get that done by yourself. What are ways that you can together as a family spend time together, but also get things done, right? Even as it comes to spring, right? It's like, hey, instead of, okay, let's go play at the park and then let's come home and kids, you do this while, uh, while I rake up the leaves or, well, sorry, not leaves, but, you know, rake up the the debris before Pick we mow the, the lawn. Yeah, all of yeah. that stuff. Hey, let's actually do this all together. Mm -hmm. And how about we do this all together, we knock it out, and then we go somewhere fun afterward. Or the fun is doing this because we're going to have ice cream afterward or, or we're going to play music and dan do dance party while we're cleaning everything Completely. up. And I think along with that family time and that how it costs a lot, I think especially when you think about it, the yeah. marriage time really needs to be focused on as well. So the more kids you have, the older they get, I think we naturally get busier. So we really need to fight hard to keep the marriage bond and that time of getting to know one another continually. I can't remember who said it, but I love this thought of saying, okay, God first, marriage second, kids third mm. and I think that's kind of backwards to what we think about right now like we think well while the kids are here in our home it needs to be God first kids second and my husband or my wife maybe third if mm. I have time and I think with that approach we're walking a fine line into fire because we're not going to be spending time with our spouse we're not going to continually pursue them and get to know them so one day the kids are going to up and leave right that's what a healthy child does grows up you let them go and they live their own life but who is going to be here still yeah yeah it's been interesting to see i mean both your parents and and my parents didn't really uh, have a lot of PDA, right? They didn't really have a lot of public displays of, affect right. of affection, maybe an occasional hand holding here or there, but I didn't really ever see my parents hug and kiss and you know, all that. So mm -hmm. it, it's interesting to see how our kids react to that. Mm -hmm. Like Very even just true. the other day after dinner, Christina and I were just hugging each other and, and we were talking and we were kissing each other. I mean, you know, not full out making out or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Just here and <laughs> Let's there. Let's keep it PG. Yeah. Uh, but the kids were just loving it. And they're like, ooh, they're kissing. They love yeah. each other. Uh, but just the smile on their face. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was like, hey, no, mommy and daddy are choosing to spend time with each other. Right. We were choosing in the midst of we had dishes that we had to do. We could have kept on sitting at the table or we could have went and played with one of the kids who has already finished dinner. Mm -hmm. We were like, no, you know, we're going to spend this time together because we love each other. And it, what was neat about spending that time with one another, you know, God first, marriage second, kids third, mm -hmm. uh, was that actually I felt like the kids sensed a greater measure of security in that. 
comfort. and comfort in the way that we were loving one another. Yes, I completely agree. And so we always talk about how we're going to build health, healthy families. Well, we're going to build strong marriages. Yeah, you need strong marriages <laughs> in order to build healthy families. Completely. It comes before all that. Right. So babysitting, birthday parties, braces, food, and time. These were five of the most unexpected costs of parenting that we came up with. And and what about you? I mean, is there something that we missed? Is there something that uh, maybe you have a great tip of? We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, on any of the media, social media outlets at In Between Show. And for any of the show notes, you can go to inbetween.org slash episode 57. But next week on episode 58, what are we going to be talking about, Christina? Well, in light of the time that we need to continue to invest into our spouses, we are going to be talking about dating your spouse in every season of life. Nice. Well, thanks again for listening in and we will catch you guys next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.